All right, so uh, I was in Los Angeles this weekend, and I I went to this antique store, and there was this Hollywood dad, uh, very good looking, and he had his Hollywood kids with him uh, that he probably sells for things. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're in this antique store, and it was the first antique store I've ever been to where I'm like, holy fuck, I want to buy everything. Like, everything would fit in my aesthetic, right? And so, in my... And, um... So he buys this punching bag, and it's like this old-timey pugilist punching bag, right? And he, he's, like, excited about it, and he loads it up, and his kids are in their Range Rover, of course. And he loads it in, and as he's loading it in, he's like, why is there a Prop 65 label on this? Can you believe there's a Prop 65 label? Like, he starts talking to me as if I'm versed on all the props. <laughs> I knew the Prop 65 one, but he's like, can you believe that? They'd sell something with the Prop 65 label? And he just starts getting, like, madder and matter this really happened and i was just like well you know like i've lived in apartments where they have to put the prop 65 because everything will give you cancer right so it's like on everything i wouldn't worry about it and then he starts explaining the kid's like well why can't we get the punching bag he's like it's got the prop 65 label on it you know what that would do to mom at home she's pregnant and i was just and i was just like tell 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 your kids what those chemicals would do to his mom Anyway, I was one. I was like, oh, that would be great. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience you guys. in a show called... Stab. So Stab. Wow. Seemed like the music turned off for a second, didn't it? Oh. Very good. Welcome to Stab. Mama's home, guys. I'm back. Stab. I've been gone for a week. Jesse did a better job than I did, probably. I don't know. We'll, we'll see we'll in a couple about months that when that episode releases. Uh, thanks for coming out to Stab. We're here every Friday night at around 10-ish uh, on 1710 Broadway. That's how you can remember. Uh, 1710 at 10 on Broadway. Easy to remember. Are you ready to meet your contestants? Okay, good. Court Hansen. He's right there. He's there. All right. Nick McGavern. Nick McGavern. <laughs> Jacqueline Wyan. <laughs> yeah. Jesse Jones. All right. And I'm your host, John Morris Ross IV. Thank you. And I'm your host, John Morris Rouse the Four. God damn it. It's all right. It's all right. There we go. I had to time it right. Court. Hello. What are you doing right now? In general, or like in the moment? In general, uh, just a lot of a uh, lot of reading. Yeah, a lot of reading for my exams in the fall. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll be a doctor soon, so that's nice. I will not be. A right? No. Oh, no. I'll, I'll be a master of art. Will you? Yeah. Oh my! Does that mean you could like paint anything with your eyes closed? No, no. That applies to all liberal arts, not just the, <laughs> not just the ones that uh, look good. Okay. Does, does what do it, you? Does it mean that you could like? Uh, talk to and command art telepathically you're like a, it, a master it, of arts <laughs> it's not actually t- telepathy it's uh, 
my brain sends out a very specific vibration, and right. art is just naturally going to follow that vibration. <laughs> sure. We're all art. <laughs> well, hey, I hope it works out for you. Me too. All right. Very great. Nick. Uh-huh. Do you have any questions? <laughs> I, uh, I tried to adjust my microphone, and then I realized I don't know how to do that. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Yeah. The improvers right. burden. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. Keep going. Keep going. It's not working. Oh. <laughs> you turned way to the left. You, uh. Okay. There we go. <laughs> do you have any questions for me, Nick? Uh, how are you? Uh, you know, as usual. Cool. Yeah. How are you? Uh, g- good. <laughs> All right. Well, d- are you studying for anything? Uh, no. Are my questions painful? No, I, you know, it's just I don't, you know, uh, I I know. I, I'm, I'm doing fine, okay? Okay. <laughs> good. good, good. Thank you for making it here. Generally. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Jacqueline. Yes. It's been a while. Yeah. You since you're you're be, betrothed to be engaged. Uh yeah. <laughs> no, so you're you're uh you're a, a spoken for woman now. Yeah, now. <laughs> How's that going? What's what's that like? So far so good. Yeah. All right. I, yeah. yeah. Is it exciting? All you have to say about that? Is it exciting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's stressful. Yeah? Well, it's all right. I've been divorced. I mean, married. <laughs> Either way, I've been divorced and married twice. So it's fun. It's fun. It'll be fun. Lots of fun. <laughs> Jesse Jones. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in a while either. No. How's your uh, preparations going for Burning Man this year? I know we got six weeks to go, so you barely well, have any time to see, plan. That was that was the thing. Uh, we thought it was six weeks, and we were starting to actually freak out. And then I looked at the calendar. We actually have seven, and we've <laughs> never been happier for it to actually be a week farther away. Because yeah. we were starting to freak out about six weeks. That's too little. But seven, well, we were fine. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I hope you have fun this year. As opposed to all previous nine. Burning the men's garbage. Didn't you get like an infection last time or something? To be fair, yeah, that did set the two years yeah, that did set the bar pretty low. The Uh, foot incident, right? (laughs) Yeah. Is that what happened? Your foot went went gimp? Uh, A little bit more than that. It sort of threatened to no longer be a part of my body. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Seceding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be an independent nation. Your foot is the Texas of your body. Yeah. That's good. Its own laws and government. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's play stab. That's what I want to do. All right. There we go. Hey, everyone. Uh, this first segment's called <clears throat> Reorganization. <laughs> Uh, please take the following acronym, reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, well, this week has been uh, busy for the Democratic presidential candidates, as all 20 of them uh, have took to the b- debate floor now. Uh, 
to give a nice little sound bites and hopes uh, to convince the public that they'll do a better job than the other one. Does that make sense? That was a big, long run-on sentence. I don't have a master's. <laughs> I don't <laughs> either. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, in celebration of all that stuff, uh, today's acronym is Fuck Me. F-U-C-K-M-E. Fuck me. What does fuck me mean to you? Fuck me, court. <laughs> well, mine is the form of uh, like, a can- like a newsletter okay. from one of the candidates, one of the Democratic <laughs> candidates, because they send out those emails to people who donate to their campaign, and so this is one of those emails that I definitely really received. Folks, America's hurting. It's no secret. Everything was perfect until Donald Trump became president. Now other candidates here on this stage have accused me of having a long career of outright racist policies that have made lives worse for countless people. Some people even say that I, quote, opposed desegregation and, quote, wrote a disastrous crime bill that incarcerated an entire generation of young black men. Others have said that I led a smear campaign against a woman accusing a Supreme Court nominee of abuse in front of the whole world. Well, I'm here to set the record straight about what a vote for Joe Biden means for you, (laughs) me, and America. Yes, I said those horrible things. Yes, I once said that inner... uh, uh, Yes, I once said about inner city youth that, quote... I don't care why someone is a malefactor in society. I don't care why someone is antisocial. I don't care why they've become a sociopath. We have an obligation to cordon them off from the rest of society. But Kamala Harris calling me out as a racist is unfair and is exactly what Trump wants. After all, I'm already the nominee. Just ask your boomer uncle or the aging deadhead on Facebook. (laughs) I am more than a racist. (laughs) I contain multitudes For example I also love to touch women and girls Without their permission (laughs) And I'm incapable of proposing policy Without first referencing the fact That I was Obama's vice president Because the 2016 election Showed us how name recognition alone Is definitely enough to beat a right wing populist I never bothered actually coming up With any platforms or policy ideas Who needs them? What's important is me this old-ass man who looks back fondly on his time with segregationists. That's why I'm proud to unveil my new campaign slogan, which we feel accurately describes our 50-state plan to get Trump out of the White House and go back to respectable deportation camps and drone strikes. (laughs) When people are attacking me in any way, just remember the fuck-me promise. (laughs) Friendly uncle, collaborate with Klansmen... Massage everyone. (laughs) I look forward to losing in 2020. Yours, whether you like it or not, Joe, Diamond Joe Biden, Biden. Very good. Very good, Clark. Very good. Oh, so much applause. Wow, that was very good. Uh, Nick McGavern, what does uh, fuck me mean to you? Uh, Okay, so we've all probably had this experience... um, you're going to a house party where there are a bunch of people you haven't seen in months because you've largely retreated from human society, uh, but you can't catch up with anyone because first you have a more important mission, to take control of the party's speaker system. You walk up to the host and without making eye contact, loudly demand to know whose phone is currently connected to the speakers. 
She says she thinks it's Steve. You track down Steve, but it turns out he passed his phone, his DJ responsibilities to Mark, and Mark is nowhere to be found. Eventually, you're forced to manually disable Bluetooth and use one of the several aux cords that you brought with you to connect your phone to the speakers. Now that you have control, it's time to... F- to it's time... <laughs> it's time to finally unleash the Creed Corn music experience. <laughs> An exhaustive playlist that includes not just the hit singles of Creed and Corn, but also the rarities and live tracks. You are now the hero of the party. Enjoy the, your spoils. <laughs> Very good, Nick. Jacqueline, what does fuck me mean to you? So you got a job at the state fair. You're adjusting to your new role just fine. In fact, in two days, you've climbed your way up to head corndog dipper. That's a master corndoggery. You're fitting right in with the others, learning their secrets, maybe learning too many secrets. Secrets that will soon alienate you from the rest of your non-carny peers, leaving you all alone. Is there no hope? Mostly no, but we'd like to invite you to our secret society. Fuck me, or the Fraternity of Unlawful Carnival Knowledge. <laughs> Master Edition. <laughs> very, very good. Very good. Was there more? Was there more? Did, did no, I'm okay. just fine. <laughs> very good. Jesse yeah. Jones. Uh, fuck me, what does it mean? When I saw ads for the new Spin the Wheel game show, produced by Justin Timberlake and hosted by Dax Shepard. <laughs> I knew that the fifth golden age of television game shows had truly arrived. <laughs> what are three things people love? Choosing things, kittens, and explosions. And it's with those three things in mind that I created my new game show idea, which I'll be pitching to any and every production company simultaneously stupid and smart enough to take my call. So hopefully premiering this fall, I give you F-U-C-K-M-E. Five unbelievably cute kittens might explode! (laughs) The premise is simple. Each contestant, or guess-acutioner as they'll be known... on five unbelievably cute kittens might explode, is presented with a choice. There are six pillows, given random numbers between negative nine and 85. <laughs> Just because test audiences said that choosing between one through six over and over was discriminatory to higher numbers and numbers who identified as imaginary. <laughs> and this made them less likely to tune in to subsequent episodes if that sort of numerical injustice were to be a staple of the program. Not important. The point is, They start with six pillows, one cardboard box filled with five unbelievably cute kittens in it. The contestants simply choose a pillow on which the box of kittens will be placed. The catch, under one of the six pillows, landmine! That means there's a one in six shot. The kittens get blowed up in the first round. So the money value starts small. Uh, If they choose correctly and the kittens remain unexploded, we move on to the second round. Remove one pillow, shuffle them up, renumber them, and offer the contestant twice the cash to choose between one of the four remaining unmined pillows on which to place the box of sickeningly adorable kittens. Each round, another pillow is removed, and potential prizes doubled until the final round. Two pillows, a 50-50 shot. <laughs> you can walk away with your $100,000 or go for the $1 million exploded spray of kitten shrapnel choice. 
So check your local listings or streaming service or dark web portal come September <laughs> for five unbelievably cute kittens might explode. Very good. That was reorganization. Uh, which brings us to our next segment, uh, the topical haiku challenge. Contestants, please have written three haiku in regard to the following topical story. Uh, here's the headline, which is all we're going to need for this one. Um, German man gives police officers sperm sample instead of urine sample at a traffic stop. Haiku go. Court. We do things different back home in the fatherland. <laughs> Haven't you seen our porn? <laughs> Very good. Nick? He was unlucky. All German cops drink cum, but only half take bribes. <laughs> Jacqueline? Sir, a little space. I need privacy to pee. And pornography. Very good. Jesse Jones. First is titled Threat Number Two. Ask for urine, get semen. Go on. Ask for more. Just see what you get. <laughs> Very good. Court, your second of three haiku, please. How long does it take to go pee-pee in a cup? What's that squishy sound? <laughs> That's from the perspective of the police. Right. <laughs> Nick. Okay, uh, this one has a title, but I'll say the title afterwards. <laughs> um, the haiku is uh, the second most unrealistic story to come out of Germany. Uh, the title is, I'm, I'm not actually a Holocaust denier. It's just a joke. <laughs> Jacqueline, get the taste out of our mouths now. The <laughs> Here's my normal pee. <laughs> yep, nothing jizzy about this. You don't have to check. <laughs> Very good. Jesse Jones. Second is titled So Many Questions. Uh, yeah, what the hell? How did you fill that so fast? Did you just have that? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, court, the third of three. Oh, great. Evidence. <laughs> Add it to the collection in our break room fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Germans. Nick. I am the man who pees come and comes pee. <laughs> None are luckier than me. <laughs> Very good. Jacqueline. Milk, milk, lemonade. <laughs> and just around the corner, I came in mine cup. <laughs> <laughs> we got to snort. We got to snort. <laughs> All right, Jesse Jones. Sort of tying everyone, all, all 12 of these together. Uh, it's titled, Man, Germans. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is cute. I ask for pee-pee, not this. 
I still drink it, so... <laughs> Very good. That was the topical haiku challenge. Very good, everyone. All right. Brings us to our third segment. Uh, this was today once. You know, the one you guys hate. <laughs> Court Hansen. On this day, 1846, uh, excuse me. Adolf, Adolf Sachs patents the saxophone. Uh, also on this very date, 1997, TV evangelist Robert Schuler uh, attacks a flight attendant. How did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? I'm a jazz man. We don't get a lot of holidays. Because in New in New Orleans, every day is a holiday. I also like scams and punching people on airplanes, which is why I celebrate the life of televangelist Robert Schuler. Scott Beep da the Bebop Hot Java. Uh, hail hail the TV doomsayer wailing on my saxophone. My wife moved out do ba ba because of my saxophone blah blah blah. Oop, looks like another funeral procession. Gotta go. Scoop bop bip bip bop. Very good. Very good. Court. On this hey. date, Court, thank you. Not, thank you for that. Court, you did a good job just yelling your name. Nick, on this date, 1859, uh, the first confirmation dog show is held at Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle upon Tyne, England. Uh, also, on this very date, 1996, Nutty Professor, starring Eddie Murphy, opens in theaters in the U.S. of A. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate these two things all mixed up? Okay, so um, my routine is basically I journey to the nearest dog park wearing both dog ears and the suit from Eddie Murphy Raw. <laughs> I then perform with the aid of a megaphone the entire Raw set, but with the words changed to be about dogs. I like to call this act Lassie Murphy Raw Dog. Uh, <laughs> this is always followed by a riot during which every dog and human in the park brutally attacks me and chases me out of town. <laughs> After running for hours, I collapse in the forest only to wake up in the arms of a beautiful maiden of the woods. <laughs> she nurses me back to health, and we soon fall in love. She often asks me how I ended up bleeding on her doorstep, but I always dodge the question. After seven months of living together, I feel our bond is deep enough that I can tell her the truth. I explain to her about Lassie Murphy Raw Dog, and she asks to see the performance. About five minutes into the act, she becomes so enraged and disgusted that she tries to stab me with a knife. <laughs> and demands that I leave and never return. So I make my way back to the city and begin to prepare for next year's performance. <laughs> Very good. Nick McGavern. Jacqueline, uh, today is National Handshake Day. Uh, also on this very date, 1917... The Raggedy Ann doll was invented. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Well, the obvious thing to do was to pay tribute to the handshake by shaking as many hands as I can get my hands on. All day. Shake, shake, shake. Just shaking and shaking. Shake, shake, shake. I don't want to be crude, but I feel like this detail is necessary. After shaking so many hands, I got real horned up. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I had no idea it would do that to me, but I, I rushed home to ravage my fiance, and I find my beloved completely naked, except for a little bonnet and a red yarn wig. <laughs> I said, you remembered for the holiday. And he said, what holiday? Thank you. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Jesse Jones on this date, 1997, Holyfield Tyson 2. Mike Tyson is disqualified in the third round for biting a piece of Evander Holyfield's ear off. Uh, Also on this very date, 751. Carloman the first, king of the Franks, was born. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate these two things all mixed up? What do you want from me, John? Huh? Do you want me to tell you that I spent the day running into grocery stores, screaming in an oddly out-of-place, high-pitched voice, biting open packages of Little Smokies, the baby kings of the hot dog kingdom, <laughs> and spitting them into the produce section? You want me to tell you that I hit every Safeway, Rayleigh's, grocery outlet, and food source in the greater Sacramento County area today, violently and unprovokedly tearing into the wrappers, breaching the secure ensconcement of these delicate, innocent, tiny little sausages, clear plastic prisons, (laughs) letting them feel the sweet breath of liberty and freedom upon their casings, if only momentarily before ripping into their juicy cured meat, cured flesh meats. Feeling their essential juices running down my chin, <laughs> pulling around the collar of my shirt, raggedly inhaling the slivers that made it past my teeth while thoughtlessly spitting the bulk of the remainder onto the shiny, cold floors of these groceries. Is that what you want to hear? Because <laughs> I did. <laughs> All of that and so much more. Things that I'm not proud of, but I did just the same. Things which, once security footage is reviewed, will be immediately deleted and never spoken of again for fear that if anyone outside those excessively air-conditioned walls of those food barns were ever to learn (laughs) of what transpired therein, that my vengeance and rage would once more be visited upon their luncheon meat aisles and deli sections again and again and again until I was satisfied that they understood full well and completely the meaning behind my deeds. No sausage, dog, Worst weenie or Frank is safe, John. I'll eat their children, John. John, I'll fuck you till you love me. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) It's quoting the great Mike Tyson. Very good. Yes, that's right. Or was I? Uh, that brings us to our fourth of five segments. This one's my favorite. Uh, called Battle Rap It. Battle Rap It. Uh, contestants, please have composed a battle rap verse or two uh, against the following foe. Court Hansen. You'll be battle rapping Hansen. The musical trio. I've been dealing with this joke for as long as I've been alive. Everyone comparing me to the singers as early as the age of five. (laughs) Mbop is okay, but not really my thing. That trio of boys certainly knows how to sing. But it's been like 30 years since they were on the charts. So they're on the boy band reunion tour circuit where they're forced to inhale Backstreet Boy farts. (laughs) My last name is spelled with an E. 
My last name is spelled with an E. Oops. So this topic doesn't really relate to me. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Oh, that's funny. Okay. I actually did spell it with an O. I apologize so much. Uh, Nick McGavern, uh, please battle rap MacGyver. This motherfucker loves building shit all the time. Well, the only thing I build is deadly rhymes. Once I get going, I become untethered. So he might need to make a new face out of shoe leather. Then I might do something in the realm of cucking his ass with both Patty and Selma. Uh, You gotta be the biggest fool in the world, sir, if you think I won't first-degree murder MacGyver. (laughs) Very good. Very good, Nick. Very good. Jacqueline Wyan, uh, your foe to battle rap is your fiancé and stab alum, Corey Berenger. <laughs> to his face! Can I have some Mountain Dew first? <laughs> <laughs> I've never rapped before, so this was very... <laughs> you can have it. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> you're tall, you're beardy, you're here, and gotta hear these truth bombs I've glommed onto like your mom on sweet bonbons. <laughs> you're... Your wiener's fine, and I like your mind, but let's talk about that sweet behind. (laughs) It's hairy, and it's smelly, and it always has to poop. (laughs) It likes to get fucked in a rooty toot, too. (laughs) Pussy whipped. Pussy lips. Big old tits. New York Knicks. <laughs> Classic Jacqueline took a crack and got sidetracked and lacked the tact to attack with class. So who would want to marry her besides Corey Dumbass Berenger? <laughs> Very good. I think we just heard a sneak peek to their vows. Yeah. I feel like that. <laughs> I'm going to be crying at that wedding. <laughs> Jesse Jones. Buying your invite. <laughs> yeah, I know. Outside of it. Right? That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Just be out there. All right, Jesse Jones. <laughs> yeah. All right. That really sucks that I'm not invited to your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were all friends. But... <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Jesse. <laughs> That really, that really cut deep. Yeah, that was just, yeah. So I'm having a hard time focusing. It's fine. You know, whatever. Just a wound. It's whatever. <laughs> Not a big deal. I've been to plenty of weddings. <laughs> I've been to at least two. Two of them. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Why would you want to go anymore? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> been you know what? Fuck that. you. Yeah. Don't send me any. Don't even send me any. He doesn't want to go now. I don't want to go. We're going to have a don't soft wanna. serve machine. Oh, oh shit. You'll never know it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jesse Jones. Yeah. Battle rap microwavable popcorn. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> well... <laughs> I'm a popcorn lover, and I'm here to say (laughs) that you're a disappointment in every way. 
underwhelming, uncompelling, I'm not buying anything you're selling. From the top to the bottom, bottom to the top, once you push the start button, then my rhymes don't stop. <laughs> I'm just radiating truth with every spin. Break room about to hate me when I burn... <laughs> God damn it. Break room about to hate me when I burn you again. <laughs> pop, pop, pop is getting hot as hell. About to blow your mind right out of your shell. And it, and so it shouldn't be a shocker, son of Redenbacher, when I tell you that I hate you like the states hate soccer. <laughs> beep, beep, motherfucker. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Oh, that's the end of that segment. Yeah. A little late on that. Sorry. <laughs> None of us have rhythm. That's good. No. <laughs> Once again. All right, that's good. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> This brings us to our final segment of the evening. I am so sorry, everyone. Uh, it's called Movie Makeup. Uh, please compose a synopsis based off the following made-up movie titles. All titles are brought to you by WordCounter.net's random word generator. Uh, Court, let us hear about your movie. It's called Fish Sob. Fish Sob. So for the... Um, so for the purposes of this bit, I'm, uh, I'm like a screenwriter, and I realized that I was assigned five screenplays to write, um, but I only wrote four, and so I wrote the last one over the last 20 minutes or so. Okay. Just keep that, Just as a keep that in mind. Um, noted. <laughs> fish, fish sob. <laughs> What would you do if you woke up and your son was a fish? To look into his cold, dead eyes and realize that the sweet boy you had raised is gone, and in his place a salmon, or perhaps a halibut? (laughs) Would you try and turn him back into a boy? Would you try and love the fish boy? Or would you take him to the Korean family next door to be sold by their seafood import company so you can forget about the whole thing and try again with your smoking hot wife? Take the plunge with fish sob. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Given the time. Good. Very good. Very good. Nick McGavern, uh, the name of your movie is called Highfalutin Aftermath. Highfalutin Aftermath. Okay. Uh, this is a, an avant garde new film directed by four high school students <laughs> Cody, Brents, Prinus, and Maeve. Uh, it was shot. Uh, conti- it was filmed continuously on an iPhone. This documentary film follows the four teens on a quest to get high before band practice. <laughs> high flutin after math <laughs> leaves the viewer with several perhaps unanswerable questions: Is Cody a bitch for coughing, <laughs> or is it just that his technique? For, or is it just his technique for absorbing more of the weed? <laughs> Did Prenus really fuck Rebessa, or is he lying? <laughs> and what exactly was being said during the 45 minutes of the movie where the phone was in Brent's backpack? <laughs> uh, <laughs> be a part of the conversation. Come see this movie. <laughs> Very good. Jacqueline, the name of your movie is called The Superficial Dive Dogs. Superficial Dive Dogs. I'm, I'm two characters. All right. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, okay. 
I'm Dennis. And I'm Dr. Thumbs. And we're brothers who are dogs. And we know a thing or two about casual alcoholism. We find small town dive bars. And we turn them into superficial small town dive bars. We find bars in serious trouble. And then we give them a fresh coat of paint. And that's it. <laughs> what do you want from us? We're dogs. <laughs> Tuesdays at 8 on TLC. <laughs> Very good. The superficial dive dogs. Jesse Jones, end this show yep. um, with, the, with your movie called Female Spin Spoon. <sighs> yeah. Female Spin Spoon. <laughs> Once again, I didn't wind up with a movie. <clears throat> the following is a paid advertisement for the female spin spoon. <laughs> Hi, I'm Heather Baskins, formerly Heather Baskins Trevino, and formerly co-inventor of the spin spoon. <laughs> the spin spoon was great, for a while. It was exactly what we wanted and needed. It made us happy and filled an aching need in our lives. But then, with the spin spoon, as with everything else in life... Something that seems so perfect and forever will always get ruined by some fucking idiot who doesn't know he's throwing away the best thing that's ever happened to them. <laughs> that's why I'm here today to introduce you to the brand new female spin spoon. Just like the original spin spoon, the female spin spoon has the exact same easy to reach, easy to press button on the side of the handle which activates the spin motor. <laughs> Spinning the spoon in whatever liquid you put it into without putting unnecessary strain on your wrist for the tricky, often dangerous spinning motion. Unlike the original spin spoon, the female spin spoon isn't going to try and fuck every butter knife in sight <laughs> the second you close the fucking drawer. And the female spin spoon won't get all fucking insecure and shitty if, say, you want to try stirring something a little different every now and then. <laughs> spin spoon knew you tried tea in college and said it was cool with it. But then when you just mentioned that maybe you'd like to experiment with tea again, the spin spoon fucking lost its shit and demanded to know why coffee wasn't good enough for you anymore. And it wasn't that you didn't like coffee still, just that as good as coffee is, it'll never be the same as a little tea now and then. <laughs> well, after that conversation, coffee was off the table for spin spoon for months, and you just had to sneak a little tea here and there whenever you were able and just stir it yourself with your fingers. <laughs> The point is, fuck the spin spoon. I've moved on, and so should you. Taste the world of possibilities with the new female spin spoon. Good for coffee, tea, hell. Mix it up with a chai, even. It's your spin spoon. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you how to use it ever again. Very good. That's the end of Stab. Uh, one more time for all the contestants you saw. Court Hansen with an E. Nick McGavern. Jacqueline Lyon and Jesse Jones. Uh, if you'd like to hear more stabs, uh, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which being Stab, 4Gold, Stab, the number 4Gold.com, or check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get uh, podcasts. Bye.